0: Well, this weekend is the second anniversary of Russia launching its full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Since then, at least 10,000 Ukrainian civilians have been killed, and over 6 million have sought refuge across the world. But as Russia's war in Ukraine enters its third year, President Vladimir Putin is betting that Western politicking and hesitations will hand him the victory. He has, of course, failed to achieve on the ground so far. Now, earlier this week, a survey revealed that only one in 10 Europeans actually believe that Ukraine can win the war. Earlier, I spoke to the BBC's James Waterhouse in Kyiv, who started by explaining the impact of that waning Western support.
1: Over the past more than a year, the front lines haven't changed much at all. But notably, over the past week, Russia has gained a, a real trophy in the small town of Avdivka. Now, on its own, it does little to change the war. It was a Ukrainian stronghold for the you know, past eight years. It was on a front line in the face of, of, of Russian militants or pro-Russian militants. But the fall of that city was a direct consequence of waning Western support, where soldiers described to us as having to ration ammunition uh, and being outnumbered. Uh, And it's symptomatic of a wider problem for Ukraine. And the real fear is that it could be the first of many. Russia is pushing in five or six separate areas on the front line. And you wonder whether if Russia was to make more significant gains and to change the tide even more, it will either feed that scepticism felt by some uh, of its Western allies, or it might jolt the West into action to finally unlock military aid to allow Ukraine to at least hold its line. But you note that Any talk of liberating territory and ultimately winning this war for Ukraine, that is on the back burner and will remain so for at least the next year, I think.
0: President Zelensky obviously working hard to try and drum up more uh, ammunition and more support. I see Germany has come to the party just recently in the last day or so. But the big question mark remains the US. And even if Congress approves this latest round, does the prospect of a Trump presidency cast a big shadow over things? Yeah, I mean,
1: if this military aid package, which includes sixty odd billion dollars of 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 weaponry and ammunition, which Ukrainian forces desperately need, if that is unlocked, it will still take time to arrive. And you know, there are types of armored vehicles and tanks which need the logistics to accompany them. We're still expecting fighter jets to arrive in Ukraine. That hasn't, as far as we're aware happened yet. It is Russia that enjoys air superiority. But you can be sure that President Putin is working to a timeline of the US presidential election in November. He has said he he prefers Joe Biden as being president. I think there's a logic to that, because if he talked up President Trump, that would damage his campaign. I think it would suit uh, Putin for for Trump to become president. But, you know, President Trump has ruled out in on the campaign trail more support for ukraine he hasn't ruled out the existing levels which have arrived but you know there are some pockets of kiev which are optimistic they see president trump as a negotiator and they're not adverse to the idea of making him an offer of of some sorts to in order to secure further you know further support but if you look what president trump is saying he's he's talked in very favorable terms of russia its military capability um and sort of, he described himself as America's own Alexei Navalny, the the Kremlin critic who was found dead in in a, in a prison cell a few days ago. So the sounds aren't positive, but you can be sure that is what the Moscow is is working towards.
0: And what do, are we to make of Russia and its current state in this war? We know they've sustained big losses. Uh, their their economy has been facing sanctions and penalties, but there doesn't seem to be any sign of it uh, under huge stress.
1: No, I'd agree with that. I think if you look at the the, the rate of growth in, in the Russian economy, it, it's leading the way, certainly in the, in the more of the more developed nations around the world. If you look at sanctions, they haven't really bitten. I think there are countries that are circumventing. Uh, the existing sanctions. Deliveries are being made to um, Corker states like Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, and and being shipped directly onto Russia. Uh, And this is the type of equipment that makes its way onto the battlefield. So at the moment, Russia is spending a third of its public budget on its defence. It is mobilising more men than Ukraine. Vladimir Putin isn't worried about a political cost of doing so. And as long as Western support fractures, Russia will only grow in, in influence and dominance.
0: Just finally, James, what is the risk that the Ukrainian front crumbles? That there is that, that Russia in fact makes much, much bigger gains here. Is that has that risk grown or is there is the Ukrainian line still pretty solid?
1: Well, Ukraine is claiming its line is solid. I think look, there is always the chance of a Russian breakthrough, and you don't know what that means in terms of how far they could go. Um so I think To answer your question, it has become more likely, but we have to remind ourselves that Russia played its best hand on the 24th of February two years ago when its most elite fighters came in. They tried to take the whole of Ukraine then, including Kiev, and they failed in that. So we are in a very different war now, as I say. Both sides have hollowed each other out. Uh, it is a size of a, it is a war of attrition, and size counts for a lot more. But certainly, this is what Ukraine argues. Even if it doesn't happen soon, if Russia was to agree to a ceasefire and Ukraine was forced to, Vladimir Putin would remain on a war footing and have another go in two, five, seven years' time. It, Ukraine is in the most difficult position it's been in, despite the defence it's mounted
0: to date. That is the BBC's James Waterhouse in Kiev, uh, just uh, reflecting there on where that war sits. It's remarkable, isn't it? Two years, uh, the anniversary of Russia launching that invasion of Ukraine.